right? We're going to uh, end this series. We've been on this series, this idea of stronger, being stronger, being stronger in the spirit than we've ever been before. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and continue uh, and actually to come to bring that series to a close this week. And uh, I know many of us have been, have been fasting this week and seeking the Lord. And that's something we do every year around this time. Uh, we'll just continue to do that until God tells us to do something else. But uh, man, it's always a special time. It's always a powerful time. Uh, and uh, so I know many of you are probably ready to, 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 to are breaking your fast here in a few. I know I'm going to be breaking my fast uh, here in just a little bit. And uh, I'm pretty pumped about it if I'm uh, totally honest with you. But uh, before we do that, we've got some business to take care of. I believe God's going to speak to us uh, in a real powerful way. Hey, can we change the light setting in here? I think I'm pretty dark, and I know I put, had it on a dark one, and so, uh, yeah, that's great. Hey, just by the way, I can see you guys. Uh, oh, I can't see you, but uh, I've got this monitor set up here, so if you see me glancing down, I might be checking out the chat and saying, what's up, man? What's up, Morgan? What's up, Marilyn? How you guys doing? What's up, Gina? Judy, I see you guys. Man, it's great to see you guys, so uh, say amen. Say that's good. Say whatever you're going to say. What's up, Liz? I see you on there. What's up, Jackie? And uh, man, I'm believing God's going to be just just, just be with us today. So uh, I can see what you're saying there uh, if I happen to check it out. So hey, what's up, Caitlin and Tracy? What's up, guys? God bless you. Good to see you guys today, man. Uh, what's up, Michaela? Uh, I know you're back there in the back, but you're on there too, so that's awesome. And uh, so anyway, so so that's that. So uh, I told my wife I was going to do that today. She said it sounds like that's going to be a distraction, and uh, it looks like that's already coming true. So we'll see. But uh, anyway, uh, so but so man, say what's up, reach out, say amen right there, and uh, let's get into the Word of God. Today. This is going to be a different message uh, a little bit, but and it's definitely not how I planned on doing it, but I, I, just, I just really feel my spirit. God's in this, and God's about to move in a way in your home that you may have never experienced it before, before uh, these few moments are over here today. Let's get right into it, man. John chapter 1. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. I'm going to read John chapter 1, then I'm going to flip over to Acts chapter 2, and then we're going to dig in here today. Uh, John chapter 1, verse 32 and 33 uh, when Jesus is, uh, is being baptized by John the Baptist. This was John the Baptist's uh, testimony, what he said about Jesus. It says, Then John testified, I saw the Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, The one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify that he is the chosen one of God. We're picking up right where we left off last week as we talked about the dove looking for a place to land. It landed on Jesus, and then Jesus sent the dove of the Holy Spirit out again. And in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, after Jesus has been crucified, resurrected, and ascended to heaven at the right hand of the Father where he is right now, this happened for us. On, in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, it says, On the day of Pentecost, cost all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you, and we thank you for this moment. We thank you for your word. And I thank you, Lord, that what your word has established, what your word has declared, and what your word has promised uh, 2,000 years ago, 
is still relevant and still available and is still what you have promised for your sons and daughters and for your family today. And Lord, I thank you that right now in these few moments together, your word is going to come alive, going to become active, and we are going to see you do and fulfill the promise of everything that you have promised to the believer today in 2023. In Jesus' name, I'll tell you what, wherever you are, around the kitchen table, maybe at work, maybe probably not in a car, around the, in the living room, put your hand on your belly right now, man, repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, speak to me today, open up my eyes. Open up my ears. Let me see what you want me to see. Let me hear what you want me to hear so I can do what you want me to do and be everything you've called me to be in Jesus' name. And Lord, help the Cincinnati Bengals to defeat the Buffalo Bills today. Help Joe Burrow to throw an amazing game and to not make any mistakes. Let them run faster. Let them hit harder and let them do what you created them to do in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Or maybe you said who day. Drop it in the comments, who day, if you're believing God for a Bengals victory today. I need to adjust this real quickly. Uh, there we go. And let's get after it. All right. So uh, I know this is going to sound super dorky, but it's, it's not as dorky as it may sound. But recently, I've picked up a new hobby because what I needed in my life was a new hobby to obsess over. Uh, I don't have enough of those things. So uh, I started playing disc golf recently, started playing frisbee golf recently, and uh, it's, it's becoming a, a thing. Uh, but anyway, the first time I ever played disc golf was just a few weeks ago at the new course that has just opened up here uh, in town. Uh, thanks, Adam Moment and everybody for putting that together. It's been great. But anyway, so the first time I was playing uh, with a friend, uh, Michael Taylor, and uh, they have a hole that goes alongside uh, the river there at the Brookfield Town Park. And uh, I threw a disc, and that disc just nosedived right into the river. This was uh, over the Christmas holiday, maybe a day or two before or after on either side of Christmas. So it was cold. In fact, we had some real cold temperature uh, late earlier in that week, but it beginning to break. And uh, so being uh, not only uh, ridiculous, but being ridiculously cheap in some areas and crazy, uh, I couldn't allow myself to lose that disc that was 20 or 30 yards into the river. So uh, not knowing what else to do, I, <laughs> I stripped down uh, to my boxers to not get my clothes wet, and I waded into the waist-deep river to retrieve my very valuable uh, disc golf disc that I had just gotten. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was quite a moment, but here's what, I, what happened. I, I was hoping I could just kind of get out there and, and reach in and grab it with my hand, but unfortunately, it was too deep and too far out, and I couldn't reach it with my hand. I literally had to bend all the way in and to grab the disc off the ground. I had to basically get almost my entire body from the neck down completely immersed and, and, and inside of the freezing river. If you know anything about that river that comes out of the Brooklyn Lake, it stays really cold all year long, much less in December. So it was quite a thing. I told my wife about it. She was very embarrassed for me and said I should never do that again. Um, and and so, so that's what happened. But here's the thing. I had to get to go and get something that was mine and, I, and that I wanted to get back and I, I wanted to lay hold of and, and have retention of. Um, I had had to allow myself to get fully immersed in the water and fully immersed in that river, whether I wanted to 
or not, okay? And in Acts chapter 2, what we just read about, when, when, when the Holy Spirit, when Jesus released the dove that had landed on his life and released it again into the earth, and when it found a place to land in those disciples in the upper room in Acts chapter 2, let me tell you what happened. What happened in that moment when believers for the first time were baptized in the Holy Spirit is that those men of God and women of God in Acts chapter 2 in the first century, they were fully immersed in that moment in the Spirit of God, fully immersed in the things of God, and because they wanted something that Jesus said was theirs and belonged to them, they said, I am willing to get fully dunked, if you will, or get fully taken in to this thing that Jesus, that God wants for my life. And today, for a few moments, we're going to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and being baptized in the Holy Spirit, just like John the Baptist said Jesus would do. And, and that's a, that, that, that might already have you getting nervous and getting worried and thinking, well, what is this and what is that? Let me just, the best, most simple uh, explanation I want to give to you, I'm not going to get into a bunch of deep theology with you today, but, but here's just a real simple working definition of what it means to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is when my life gets fully immersed or dunked into everything that Jesus is and everything that he has made available to my life, okay? Now, now this is what you might, you might be thinking, well, I thought that's what happened when I got saved. I thought that's what happened when I asked Jesus to forgive me. I thought that's what happened when, when I thought that that's already happened when I raised my hand and I, I prayed that prayer or, 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 or somebody led me to the Lord or, or however you came to meet Jesus today. Let me, let me, just, let me just break this down for you real quick. When, I, when you got saved, when you asked Jesus to forgive you of your sin, when you asked Jesus to come into your heart or whatever the words were you said maybe, maybe you didn't maybe didn't get led in a prayer Maybe you didn't raise your hand in a church service Maybe you didn't raise your hand online and, and type something in the comments Maybe maybe you just were all alone in your car one day and, and you didn't know how you were gonna make it And you cry out to God for help and God showed up and Jesus showed up in your car and from that moment on I don't know how you came to Jesus But whatever that moment was when you were forgiven and you knew you were a child of God and Jesus made himself real to you and you made a commitment to follow him for the for the rest of your life at that moment all of jesus through the holy spirit took up residence in your life here's the thing when i say jesus come into my heart jesus take over my life jesus i surrender to you whatever the words are Guess what's amazing? He actually does that, and he comes alive on the inside of you. And so you may have heard God's voice. You can hear God's voice. You can feel his presence. You can, you can read his word, and, and the word of God will jump out from you. And that's an amazing thing. And that happens when we invite Jesus or when we make Jesus or when we bow our knee to Jesus, and he becomes the Lord or the king of our lives. Okay? And he's all there. All of his promises are available. Everything that Jesus is is available. Everything happens. But here's the thing. Throughout Scripture, we see this in the book of Acts. I'm going to hit it briefly in just a few moments. But there's this other thing that happens 
after we get saved, after we say yes, Jesus, there's another thing that's a part of that, and it's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And at salvation, I received inside of my heart the potential and, and the ability to access and to experience everything that Jesus has made available to me through the promises in his word and through his, through his death, burial, and resurrection on the cross. And being baptized in the Spirit is when, is when not only it, it, it goes from Jesus is on the inside of me and his Spirit and everything is in me, but then I not only have him in me and with me, being baptized in the Spirit is this moment that happens in the believer's life when I get immersed or I allow myself to be fully given over to everything that he is from the outside in. So he's with me and inside of me during salvation. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is me taking my life and saying, God, now take everything that's within me and fully encapsulate, fully dunk, fully immerse, fully baptize my life into your spirit, into your life. And here's the thing. That immersion, that dunking, that that going on, that going, that, that reaching in and grabbing and, and having to go all in to grab what's there. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, that when that happens, he said, He said, You will be endued, or you will be, you will be filled, or you will be overcome. You will have power on your life, God's power, the Holy Spirit, to be a witness. And he told the disciples in Jerusalem, Judea, and, and, uh, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. So that empowerment, that immersion, that full baptism, when I say, God, I want to put everything that you've already placed inside of me, and I want to fully give myself to that. I want to fully experience all of that. I want to be immersed in your spirit. and you, I want my life to be dunked into everything that you are. With that comes an enablement from heaven or an empowerment, listen, to make Jesus known everywhere that we go. And this is what I want to, this is what I want to get across here. Notice in, in John's gospel and, and what John the Baptist says, and this is in every instance of the gospels when, it's, when it tells the, the moment of Jesus being baptized. John the Baptist said, I saw heaven open and a dove, the Holy Spirit like a dove, it descended upon Jesus, but not did it just descend upon Jesus and then go away. It said it rested upon Jesus. Okay, it rested upon Jesus. It stayed with his life. Okay, listen, the Holy Spirit, listen to me close now, don't miss this. The Holy Spirit and, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit is when, is when we recognize and say and realize and believe and receive and, and understand that, listen, the Holy Spirit wants to do more than just move upon me. He wants to rest and dwell within me around me and all over me that is a baptism in the holy spirit okay i hope that makes sense i hope i'm saying that the way that i feel it in my heart right now i hope that i hope that is 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 helping us because here's the thing listen when you whatever the circumstances were and you've seen this in other times when you feel god's presence every single creature alive all of us have the ability to receive in one moment or another the Spirit of God moving upon us. In fact, in the Old Testament, there was a lot of scriptures where it would say, you know, 
something like the Spirit of God came upon. The Spirit of God came upon Samson and empowered him temporarily to do a great thing for God. The Spirit of God would come upon Saul. The Spirit of God would come upon David. The Spirit of God would come upon the prophets. And, and there, was this, there was this relationship where as people were following God and serving God, and, and, and there would be moments where the dove, the Spirit of God, would come and, 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 and move upon their life for a temporary endowment of power to do something God had called them to do, but then he would go away, and, 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 and go away is probably the wrong term, but he would move off of that person's life, and there was not this abiding presence, this abiding anointing, this imbi- abiding power that stayed. And what caught John the Baptist's attention when he saw this moment happen with Jesus was not just that the spirit, the dove, landed upon Jesus and, and settled with him for a moment. It was that he stayed there and rested there. And, and lived there. Listen, it was this resting of the dove. Watch this now. It was the resting and the dwelling and the abiding of the Holy Spirit, of the dove that stayed upon Jesus, that allowed John's, John the Baptist's eyes to be fully open and recognize who Jesus actually was in that moment. And listen to me, family. Listen to me, friend. If we want to see everything and to know everything and to, and, to, and, to, and to fully see Jesus for everything that he is in your life, in your family, in your home, guess what? Then I'm going to need the abiding spirit of God, the resting. I need the dove. I need the Holy Spirit, not just to move upon my life so that I can feel his presence once in a while and feel his help. And that's amazing. That's awesome. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. But, but we want to go beyond. Baptism in the Holy Spirit is moving beyond. Hey, just move upon me once in a while when it's good and when you need. But no, I want to see the Holy Spirit rest upon my life, live upon my life, dwell within my life. And that will enable me and empower me not only to show Jesus to everywhere that I go, but to see who Jesus is in every aspect and to see him fully. Now, listen to me. You say, well, I think that's, some people might say, well, I think that's what happens. You know, when we invite Jesus into our heart, that's just what happens, and that already happens. That's not a separate thing. Well, the Bible actually paints a little bit of a different picture, and I'm not going to read it all, but in Acts chapter 19, the Bible says that Paul, in the midst of his missionary journey, in fact, as he was going to set up, the first thing that happened when he began to start the church in Ephesus, the Bible says in Acts 19 that Paul came to the city of Ephesus, and it says that he went to, he went to a place, and he found a group of believers who had received Jesus and who had been baptized into the name of Jesus, had received the forgiveness of their sins. And so Paul says, great, hey, we, I, found some, I found some brothers and sisters here, let's, let's see what God wants to do. And he if you read that in Acts chapter 19, the first few verses, the Bible says that, that Paul meets these guys and he says, he, he asks him, he says, what baptism did you receive? What, how, what baptism were you baptized into, into this faith and into the way and into Christianity and into a relationship with Jesus with? And they answered, they said, well, we were baptized into John's baptism, which was a water baptism, which was a baptism for repentance. And do you know the very next thing that Paul says? He says, that's amazing. That's great. Now let's be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Let's, there, what he was letting them know is this. There is another level, if you will. There is another baptism. There is another immersion. There is another, there is another dunking that God has 
has for your life that is beyond just water, but is his spirit moving upon your life. So we see in scripture clearly that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a next step or is another thing that God has made available and wants to happen into the life of the believer. Isn't it an amazing thing to think about that Jesus doesn't just want you and I saved and and rejoicing that we are on our way to heaven? Jesus actually wants to take our lives and baptize them fully into everything that he is, everything that he's made available, and fully into his power so that he can use us in this earth to see him fully and to make him known fully. That is amazing. Somebody ought to say amen right here, right now, in Jesus' name. So it is a next thing. It is a next part of our life and our experience and our walk with Jesus if we're open to it, okay? Do you have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to go to heaven? Of course not. The only prerequisite for that is is for me to recognize Jesus has paid the price for my sin on the cross, rose from the dead, and now lives for me and, and for me to accept that and to surrender my life. But here's the question, guys. If I'm surrendered to Jesus and I want to accept what he's done for me on the cross, why would I not want to take that next step? Why would I not want everything that Jesus has for you and me? And I want to talk just for a second about what that more, that other thing, that next step, that baptism in the spirit is that Jesus has for you and me. In Matthew chapter 3, in verse 11, it, it's another moment when, when, when Matthew uh, uh, talks about his experience and when he baptized Jesus. But, but Matthew says it a little differently in his memory, and he says it this way. John the Baptist is speaking, and he's, and he's relaying this, this conversation that he had between God and, and, and what God was speaking to him and what God had made known to him about Jesus. And in verse 11, John the Baptist says, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. Watch this now. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals. He's talking about Jesus, and this is what he says. It says, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Just, just in the comments right now in the chat, say, and with fire right now. Say, say that. In fact, why don't you type this for me? Say, more than water. Say it right now over your life. More than water. Listen to me close, friends. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, that full immersion into the things of God, it's more than just water. We believe it. We baptize folks in water. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. It's a step. It's a, it's a public step that says, hey, I'm giving my life to God. I'm receiving him, and I'm, I'm repenting of my sin, and I'm identifying with, with Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection. We do that. But listen, it's, there's more than, it's more than water. There is another baptism that is more than water, and it is a baptism with the Holy Spirit, the power, the Spirit of God, and that baptism brings with it a baptism of fire. It is the Holy Spirit and fire. Now listen to me. Some of you may have been a Christian and serving Jesus for a long, long, long time. Some of you may have even been told by well-meaning, godly, good people 
have been taught and may have been told, hey, this, this whole thing in Acts and this Acts 2 stuff and, and, and this baptism of the Holy Spirit, that's, that was for them. That doesn't really have anything to do with our lives now. And, and you may never have ever really received this or, or understood this teaching before. But, but, I want you to, but I want you to also understand this. This is not always the case. There are many people who have no revelation of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and, and don't say it the way that we just allow the Scripture to say it. That's, I'm not here to judge or, or argue or any of that. I will want to say this, though. I also know a lot of Christians, and I've experienced this at times in my own life as well, where I love Jesus, know I'm on my way to heaven, there's no doubt in my mind where I'm going when this life ends. And yet, there are still things that I continually struggle and, and, and just can't seem to get over. I still might have a bunch of hurt and anger and bitterness and resentment that I just can't seem to shake and can't seem to get over. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is going to take care of all that. We will always have to deal with those things as long as we are in this world. We are going to have to allow ourselves to, to, be, to be purged and, and to be, put our heart on the altar and allow God to move in our lives. But I do want to submit to you this, this thought, this idea. That if there is, if I am saved on my way to heaven and yet there seems to just be all this stuff that I can't seem to shake. It might be pride. It might be religion. It might be tradition. It might be addiction. I don't know what the stuff is. Any of it can be accessible to us. Listen, what I might need to do is I might need to be open to a fresh baptism, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. And I think what may need to happen in a lot of believers and in a lot of sons and daughters of God's lives is that we need to ask Jesus to baptize us with fire and let the fire of the Holy Spirit burn hot in our lives and burn hot over our lives and let the fire of the Holy Ghost burn up some of that problem. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit burn up some of that religion. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit burn up some of those addictions. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit burn up some of that hurt and some of those wounds and some of that bitterness and some of that anger. Come on, let the fire of the Holy Spirit loose in your life and see if some of those things don't begin to get burnt up as we allow our lives to be baptized in the Holy Holy Spirit and fire. I'm trying to preach the best I can. Thank you. I feel the Lord help me right now. <clears throat> Listen to me, family. The Word of God declares that Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit and in fire. Which means this, if that is who he is, okay? Listen, uh, I'm a preacher, I'm a meathead weightlifter, and now I'm a half-naked disc golfer, okay? That's, that's what I am, okay? And... Uh, <laughs> Everybody in the building, the team, they're all like, you went too far just now. You should stop. Sorry. Uh, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> You're never 
If you desire to know Justin Bradley, and you may think I'm the biggest jerk and idiot in the world, and that's fine. We don't have to be friends. That's cool, baby. I'm a great guy. You're missing out. Anyway, that's beside the point. You are never going to know me fully without knowing on some level that I'm a man of God who puts Jesus first and has been called to ministry, and that's part of who I am. Good, bad, love it, hate it, indifferent, that's who Justin is, okay? You're going to know that I have a family, I have a wife, I have four kids. To know me is going to be to know that aspect of me, to know at least a part of that if we're going to be in any sort of fellowship or relationship. You're going to hear me talk about lifting weights. If we're friends, you're going to hear me tell you what my latest exploit of strength was in the gym. Good, bad, hate it, love it, think it's stupid, not for you, that's fine. But to know me, you're going to know some of those parts. You're, you're going to have to know those parts of my life. Now, now listen, if Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit and fire, then to know Jesus fully, listen now, to fully know Christ is to know him as the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. To fully know Christ is to know him as the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Listen, I fully intended on us, on me preaching this message to a bunch of people in this room and us having an amazing moment, I've been believing God all week that we were going to have a time in the altar and we were going to be praying for people. But you know what? God said we're going to do something different today. There's nothing we can do about it. But here's what I do believe. I believe if you want to know Jesus as the baptizer in the Holy Ghost, he is ready, able, willing, and has promised to do that right where you are. In fact, I believe that in the next few moments. In fact, I just, I feel in my heart. Some of you right now, let's bring that down. <laughs> Some of you right now, the, you, you, you feel, listen, you're saved, you're on your way to heaven, you know Jesus, but you, you sense something coming alive inside of you. Some, something's drawing you, saying, hey, hey, let's, let's, let's take another step. Let's have another baptism today. Let's experience this other part of the Christian life today. Let's experience this other thing Let's experience this thing that Paul told the believers who, were, who loved Jesus and were following Jesus and, 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 and on their way to heaven in Acts 19 in Ephesus. Man, let's, let's, talk, let's experience this other baptism that's been made available to the sons and daughters of God. And listen, that is about to happen for a bunch of you right in your home this morning. Now, I know some of you are like, well, wait, 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 wait. Baptism of the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 2, flames of fire. Uh, and then there was this, what about this tongues thing? What about this whole speaking in tongues thing, preacher? I've been talking for the last 25 minutes about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I haven't told you about tongues. I haven't spoken about tongues. I haven't taught you about tongues. And this is, this is I want you to take this the right way. I want you, I'm, just, if you don't, if you get offended in the next eight seconds, hang with me for a second. I'm going to make, I'm going to, it's going to be Okay. Here's my thing about this right now. If you're wondering, well, I thought the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that's what the thing is with tongues, and that's what makes you pray. Listen, here's the thing. Tongues, no, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Listen to me. 
when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, there may be a supernatural, and there often is a supernatural manifestation from heaven to let you know that what you have been asking for from God has happened and is happening in your life. The most, the, the most scripture, the, we call it the initial evidence. Many believers, myself included, experience and do experience and do often pray in tongues and speak in tongues as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. And many, many, many believers in this church, in the world, all and from, from Acts chapter 2 on, experience this supernatural manifestation called speaking in tongues or praying in tongues. And it happens as we are baptized in the Holy Spirit. Why was that important? Why did that have to happen? It's because we need something to let us know, oh, God has given me the thing that I've asked for. There's a difference between some, listen, there's many times in life, many times in the Christian life that we believe the word of God and we accept it by faith and we believe it by faith, but there's often a gap between the time between what I'm believing and what I know God has promised and the time it shows up. And that's that faith gap where, where, where I'm praying for healing, but I feel like garbage in my body and I haven't experienced that healing yet. Okay. But listen, in the same way that it, when I go to the river or when we get baptized in water, guess what? Something happens when I get baptized in water. On the outside of my body, I'm wet. There's an evidence that says, oh, this thing has happened. Okay? And for many people, the experience of praying in another language, a heavenly language, is that outward thing that happens that says, oh, this thing is happening. I'm receiving it. I'm receiving it. Does it happen every single time? Not necessarily, but it happens. But here's the thing. Here's, I don't want to get into a whole thing with it. Here's the thing. I wish what we got to get on. Speaking in tongues or not speaking in tongues, if that's what I'm focused on, guys, that's the wrong focus. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is not just to speak in tongues. And listen, if you're afraid and you're skittish and you're standoffish about receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, about knowing Jesus fully as the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. And if you keep that at arm's distance and you get nervous and you get scared because you're just scared to death that, that man, something might happen to you that, that you don't want to happen and you might look foolish and, and you, don't be, you don't believe in that. So I don't believe it. No, no, you're, it's the wrong thing. Being baptized in the Holy Spirit has nothing to do with me saying, Jesus, you do it. You do this thing for me. Or me saying, Jesus, you don't do this thing for me. I'm not, no, no. It's about saying, Jesus, I want my life to be fully empowered, fully immersed, fully baptized into everything that you are. Take my whole life and wrap it up with everything that you are. If I pray in tongues, wonderful. If I don't, I'm gonna find, you're gonna, let me experience something else is gonna, is gonna let me know that it's happened. God, whatever happens, I don't care. I just want you. I just want you. I just wanna know you fully. And I wanna be able to do everything that you have put me on this earth to do. And I can't do that. Listen, I can't do that without baptism of the Holy Spirit. I can't do that without knowing Jesus fully, 
for everything that he is. And he is, listen to me now, he is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I know this is normally probably the time where I'd invite you to stand. I'd invite you to begin to pray, some of us. I just want to invite you right now, if, if you, especially elders and, 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 and leaders, but I mean, if you, if you know Jesus already as the baptizer in the Holy Spirit, will you just right now at home begin to engage with this, begin to activate that gift, begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, begin to pray in tongues if you do that, begin to activate that faith, begin to ask God to begin to move. And this is what we're going to pray. If you're believing that, you can say it in the chat. You don't have to. But man, if something's supernatural, if you get that experience today, if you get that, that initial dunking and you know something's happened, please don't hold that to yourself. Please let us know about it. Let us know in the chat. Send us an email if you, if you are nervous about it. But listen, I'm telling you right now, in Jesus' name, I sense this in my spirit. Some of you are about to be baptized in the Holy Spirit right there in your home, right, right in this moment. You are about to be dunked and immersed in the power of God in a way that you have never known or never experienced before, and it's going to begin to revolutionize your life. It is going to take your walk with Jesus from something that was already amazing and make it that much more. That's it. You know why? Because that's who Jesus is. He takes us from greater to greater. He doesn't take us from something that's awesome and then make something weird. No, he takes us from glory to glory, the Bible says. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may say, well, I thought you had to be in church and a, you know, a preacher had to lay hands on you to... to to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Well, that happens a lot of times. There's a lot of praying over and laying hands on people that happen throughout Scripture. Paul did it that way. Peter did it that way. But did you know there was also moments in Scripture where the Bible says that, there, there's one in particular where the Bible says that uh, both in Peter and Paul's life, the Bible says they were preaching, and while they were preaching, the Holy Spirit came upon people. And guess what? They began to speak in tongues. They began to have that evidence their life began to get drenched outwardly as God dunked them and immersed them fully into everything he had. And I believe, listen, here's the thing, here's the thing. Justin Bradley isn't the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Red Life Church or insert whatever other name of church. We are not the baptizers in the Holy Spirit. Jesus is. And because it's a work of Jesus, He's going to do it right now today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask you to pray along with this for yourself. Oh, oh, wait, oh, wait. Well, preacher, I've already been, hey, man, I've been praying in tongues this whole time. I pray in the Spirit. I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I've, I've received it. Uh, I, I, I do all that. Hey, guess what? Do you know what? Do you know what? This isn't just a one-time thing. We need our lives to be baptized afresh and anew in the Holy Spirit, really, every day. 
It's something I ask God to do for me every, almost on a, at least on a weekly basis before I, before I minister his word on Sunday morning. Lord, baptize me in your power. Drench me in the Holy Ghost and fire as I go to do what you've called me to do and, and enabled me to do today. So guess what? This isn't just a first-time thing. Hey, I believe right now, I know right now, the Holy Spirit wants to give us all a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire in Jesus' name. Are you ready to receive that today? Are you ready to see people saying, yes, we're praying? Amen. Let's pray together. I'm going to ask Jesus to just be who he is today. Let's believe that that's exactly who he is and who he is is what he's going to do. I've talked enough. Heavenly Father, I ask you right now to begin to move supernaturally. Jesus, I just simply ask you to be who you already are in our lives. Lord, I come against every ounce of fear, every ounce of pride, every ounce of religion, every ounce of tradition in Jesus' name. Lord, if our heart yearns for more of you, if we want to know you fully, then let us forget about anything else other than knowing you fully. In Jesus' name. Lord, begin even right now to baptize your sons and daughters who are hungry and seeking and desiring to be filled and to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire, begin to do that now. Begin to do that now, Jesus. In living rooms right now, in homes right now, everywhere that we are joined together, let the Spirit of God not just move upon us, but begin to land upon us, Lord. Jesus, baptize your children. Baptize your followers. Baptize your disciples. Baptize your sons and daughters. Baptize us in the Holy Spirit and fire, afresh and anew, and for the first time ever, Lord, right now, in Jesus' name. Someone needs to begin to pray and begin to thank God. Someone needs to begin to worship. Someone right now begins to release a heavenly language. Listen, if you feel something stirring up in your mind, in your heart, begin to let that go. Is it going to feel weird? Is it going to feel awkward? Absolutely. You're going to feel like a baby Babylon. Just let the Holy Spirit go. Oh, I feel right now the Holy Ghost is giving somebody an utterance right now from heaven. Begin to let loose the language of heaven over your life right now in Jesus' name. Lord, if that doesn't happen right now, that's okay. We're going to continue to believe for your manifestation in our lives, Lord. We just want to be fully immersed in all of you and know you fully. You are the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. Do that right now. Let your fire burn up anything in us that's not from you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I really sense the Spirit of God moving. I really sense the Spirit of God moving. 
in your lives right now. I, I, I genuinely believe that. I genuinely feel that in my heart. I'm going to say one final prayer. This team is going to lead us for just a moment in worship, and then we're going to end our time together. But listen to me, friend. Your baptism in the Holy Spirit, your receiving and knowing Jesus as the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire, it's, it's literally, it's literally just getting started. You may need to take some time today. You may, need to, you may need to linger in his presence in your home. You may need to lock yourself in a bedroom for a little while if you can or, 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 or whatever. You may need to find some time and just let the Holy Spirit, if, that, if you're being touched right now, if the Holy Spirit is sensing moving on your heart, you're beginning to pray, you're beginning to feel something from heaven, heaven overwhelm you and, 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 and for lack of a better word, rest upon you and, and descend upon you. You need to stay in that for a moment. Don't get in a hurry. Don't leave it for. Let the Holy Spirit have His time. Turn on some worship music. Mom or dad, if it's a husband or wife, and you got listen. Let let take the kids out in the snow. Do some. Let the Holy Spirit move in your spouse's life for a moment. Maybe your kids kids might be feeling something right now. Maybe experiencing a supernatural work of God right now. Mom and dad, stay with it for a moment. Bengals don't play till 3 o'clock. We've got plenty of time. Some of you might be praying and believing and feeling something, but you're not. This might happen the next time you open your Bible. You might be driving to work tomorrow and feel the Holy Ghost give you an utterance, and you may begin to burst forth with the language of heaven. Do it. Let it go. like the Holy Spirit wants me to tell somebody real quick too hey this, I know you think you don't deserve this or you haven't earned this or you're not a good enough Christian can I just clue you in you weren't good enough to receive salvation either you weren't good enough or holy enough or spiritual enough 
to get saved when you got saved. And I'll just clue you in right now, and this is for me, maybe more than it is for even you. You're not good enough for this either. You're not holy enough for this either. You're not religious enough for this either. You're not spiritual enough for this either. Does It has nothing to do with how good or bad you are. It has to do with how great Jesus is and what he wants to do. Amen? So if you've been, if you've been art wrestling with this, saying, yeah, whatever, I don't think I'm really... No, 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 my friend. Listen, friend. You're already... Yeah, you're not good enough. That's okay. There's no qualifiers here except for a heart that's hungry and that gets into a place that says, Jesus, I want to be this. I want, I want this to be my life now. Hmm. I just feel somebody got set free in their heart today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being the God of your word. Thank you for answering us when we ask you something. And I thank you right now for being that mighty baptizer, the one who will baptize us in the Holy Ghost and fire. Whether it's been for the 10th time, the 100th time, or for the first time, be who you are in us, Lord. We just want you. bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord give you peace in Jesus' name. Let's worship for just another couple seconds and then we'll end this morning.